Guys, welcome back to another episode. We got a little surprise for you, or I guess ourselves, or someone, I don't know. But uh, hey, we decided we're going to flippity-flop the name. We're going, uh, changing our podcast name to Two Dumb Hunks, a once revered podcast that we used to have. We're now, uh, we're going back to that name, because what we're doing is is Two Dumb Hunks-ish. So, um Back two dumb hunks v two, bigger, yeah. better, ballsier, better, hunkier. Hey, Sean, uh, I think last week you was it last week, week before? I don't know. I got a couple little things to bring up, but first, how was your weekend? It was decent. Um, what did I do? Jeez, all these weekends are, you know, in summer, all summer. these weekends kind oh, yeah. of run together. Um. What did we do last weekend? Uh, we went to the oh oh yeah. Well, actually, my last weekend sucked. Uh, my okay. wife, um, my wife went on a girls' weekend. Okay. And that resulted in it being a dads with kids weekend, which uh, I'm sure many dads out there can relate to. It is nothing more than watching the clock um, <laughs> and wondering when the weekend is going to end. Seconds driving dragging by. Like yeah. minutes, minutes dragging by, like hours. Um, and I, don't, uh, I, I got good I news wanna... for you. Go ahead. Once they get to a certain age, it gets way better because then you can start doing stuff with them. That is my. That was what I was gonna say. Um, I. That's not to say I don't love my kids because obviously I have to legally by law. But <laughs> um, no, my kids are just at that age where it's like things grasp their attention for five to 10 minutes max. Yes. And then the rest of it is them asking me repetitive questions over and over again. Yes. Although I have to tell you, like, you know, I've been saying this a couple of times now and I've said it to you. And I said to some of my coworkers when they asked me the, uh, like the, how was your weekend thing? And then I've been seeing a lot of these videos on like Instagram and where it's like, Remember the mess that's in the living room and remember the dirty stuff all around the house and remember that this is fleeting. Mm -hmm. And it kind of brings a tear, you know, to your eye where it's like, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where it's like surreal, where you're like, ah, God, I hate this. But then there's this part, you know, because I got the old, I don't know about you, but I have the old snip snipperoo. Right, right. And so yeah. there's no more coming out of the old pipes. Gotcha. Um, so it's like, you know, you see the mess and the kids ask the dumb questions over and over again. And I'm like, God, I hate my life. But then there's this part of me where I'm like, oh, yeah, that sucks. That's, that's the last time it's going to happen, you know, whatever. Uh, I know. I'm trying to get sappy. It still sucks. No, no. Be sappy. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll pick up even my oldest who's nine just because I'm like, fuck. Like very soon, I'm not even going to be able to do this anymore. Yeah, they're just gonna be like, "Listen, I I hate you, and you're the reason I can't do anything fun." Yeah, and then and you're my gonna be like, old, "My five year old's still young enough that I can pick him up and carry him around, and he enjoys it." So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's okay. Right. My son tells me he hates me, and he also tells me, "Hey, Dad, I I don't love you because you told me I couldn't do something." So, wow, he's already going straight for the heart. Wow. Okay. Hopefully, he's not picking up too many pointers from mommy. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, what did I do? Oh yeah. I took my kids to this awesome, uh, I don't know how many people are listening to us have children and, or know what dude drag perfect show? is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, no not a drug okay. show. Uh, dude perfect, which is they're like internet YouTube sensations, you know, for kids, they get 
you know, sometimes a hundred million views on a video, but I can't, I can't, I can't understand how many people have kids that I've told, Oh yeah, we're going to go see dude. Perfect. And they're like, who's that? I'm like, what the, f what do you not pay attention to what your kids watch? Um, oh, like, okay. yeah. Uh, so anyway, they, uh, we took them down there to see that. And, um, it was really fun. That was one of the things I did on my little vacation. Um, but it was awesome. It was funny though, because I think for one of the, the first times I was like, Hey, I'm really trying to treat my kids, um, to something awesome. Right. And, um, so I bought them kind of like, basically like front row tickets to see this. Cause it was not terribly expensive. And in my alternate reality, I'm like, well, how much does Disneyland cost? And I was like, well, it's nothing compared to the three grand it would have cost me to take them there for one day. So yeah. I'll spend the 500 bucks for four seats. Um, anyway, it was probably one of the first times that I felt like uh, all super protective of my kids. I was about ready to throw down with other dads. Really? Yeah, I had a little liquid courage. And uh, like <laughs> my kids, because we were right up against like the guardrail fencing, you know? Okay. And so naturally all the kids, they all run up there and jump on it, right? And they're like hanging on it, watching what's going on, watching the performance and stuff. Watch them do their little like... Uh, competitive sessions or whatever it is that they do, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched them, but they have like these skits where they have these challenges and each member competes in them. And then, you know, whoever finishes first wins. Um, so the kids were up there and while they're up there, this guy comes along and he kind of wants to be next to his kid, but he wants to give him space. And he's like looking around and he sees the two seats, which are at the end of the row closest to the stage open and he kind of sat, he's kind of looked at it and he walked up to it and started to sit down. And I put my hand down and I looked at him. I said, you're not sitting there. <laughs> like oh, <laughs> like I was fucking ready. I wasn't even about, Hey, those are my kids. I was just ready to go. I'm like, I'm ready to go, man. And then my <laughs> father-in-law is next to me. He told me afterwards, he's like, I thought, I thought I was going to watch you throw down with someone. I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta be back up. But the guy was super nice. Pardon? Fortunately for me. Um, I was I the same way awesome. kind of when I went to see Disney on ice. I almost Yeah, and then this motherfucker the goes like same row that we're in, goes three si seats down and sits down in his original seats. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, go anyway. back to the poor seats, plebe. Yeah, um, so, yeah, they weren't the poor seats, but I was like, you're an extra 10 feet away. But I was like, I just paid for my kids to sit here when they want to. And so that's how it's going to be. Yeah, um, their names are etched on these seats right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, for a minute there, I have to tell you, uh, it, when you were saying dude perfect i had an image in my mind of what that was it turns out that the image i in fact had in my mind was the show impractical jokers uh nothing <laughs> like dude perfect. yeah that would not be for the children um so i don't know where we were headed with that but it was i don't know we had a good time i had a good time kids had a great time my did oldest you buy a bunch of quite i have to question did yep. you buy a bunch of like merch did you buy your kids sweaters and hats and chains and all this stuff or were you uh, no? chains? <laughs> <For> yeah. chains? <laughs> yeah about the kids chains uh no i did buy them a set of hats when we first got in the line for that like the concessions or the merch was super duper long so i was like oh, let's just go sit down and then while the kids were having a good time i ran over there where there was no one in line and bought them what was left which was a couple of hats which is what we were trying to get anyway so you left your small children unattended at a concert with thousands with my father-in-law. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, I forgot. Oh, no, um, anyway, I um, it was ridiculously expensive for the hats, but I didn't really care. It was one of those things where I was like, "This is for them," and I just want them to have a good time. We don't 
we don't go out and do like big events often. So I was like, I don't really care. Yeah. 90 bucks for two hats. Yeah. I have a habit like now, you know, since I'm an adult now and I go choose the shows I go to, I have this thing where I like buy shirts. I know it's blocked here by the green screen in the studio. Uh, but behind there I have like, I just buy like, um, shirts from all the shows that I go to. So I'm like, you know, nice. I, just went to one. I'll hold it up here for you on the little fucking camera. Since no one can see it anyway. See it. Hold yeah, it up. I'll say what it is. This little ditty. Like from this little concert here. What so is this that? little ditty, it's this uh, musician named Whit Lowry. And oh, it okay. has like his name on the front and then the concert things on the back. Uh-huh. You know, nothing like a sixty dollar t shirt. Yeah, very um, nice. Very nice. I hope, yeah. it fits it, I hope it fits and it didn't shrink three sizes when you washed yeah, it. No, it does. 100% it's, cotton, so they don't yeah. get washed. Uh, otherwise, they'd be the size of, for my one-year-old. But yeah, you know, I guess I someone once upon a time told me, and I don't know if it's true, and I really don't want to know if it's true, but somebody told me that artists and musicians and the like don't get paid really anything for doing the show. A lot mm-hmm. of their money comes from merchandise, which is why it's so jacked up in price. And so um, I'm more than happy to help. That's interesting. I heard maybe it's along the same lines, but I basically heard that most of the money they make is from touring. So one way or the other, I guess. But um, whatever. I'm. Yeah. Um. So that's good. Along the lines of performance, concert, uh, a band you mentioned, I think in a previous episode, uh, where we were talking about AI and writing books and the style of other authors, but a unique novel story. Um, you mentioned Greta Van Fleet. Yep. Yep. They just uh, they dropped a new album this last Friday, and I got to tell you, it's pretty good. It is fire. Uh, if you are a big fan. <laughs> If you're a big fan of Led Zeppelin, it's essentially Led Zeppelin, a little bit updated for our day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think they have quite the same vibe or soul in their music, but uh, it's good. I like it. There's yeah. a couple of good songs in there. <sighs> also, hey. our previous conversation about tipping. Mm-hmm. I found a beautiful little chart that I'll put up on our uh, Twitter account, guys. If you want to shoot us an email. Send it to uh, give us a scoop at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at give us a scoop. Our new name on there is Two Dumb Hunks. Um, we were talking and about our Twitter is Our Twitter is popping off, I have to say. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting oh, quite a few uh, interactions and no MFs. We are not on threads, nor no. do we plan to help out the Zuck. No. Um, anyway, we were talking about tipping last episode. One of the things we were talking about is tipping at Starbucks. I did find an, uh, a chart from charter C H A R T R. Check them out. They're good at visuals. Anyway, what it broke down to, this is nothing to do with tipping in particular, but it did have to do with the cost of a cup of coffee. Um, if we're going by just simply a black cup of coffee, this was from 2019. So prices have changed rather significantly since. However, a $3.20 cup of coffee, um, the coffee itself costs around 13 cents. Okay. The rest of that comes from staff and wages, shop rent. and rent, tax. Yep. Um, they have some profit. Profit listed on here was about 25 cents for that cup after everything else was paid for. 
anyway, I thought that was really interesting um, just to see the breakdown of what uh, the cost of a cup of coffee breaks down to. It would um, be interesting to see – what would be interesting to see would be to see that for like across the board for a bunch of random stuff. Like realistically, how much does a cheeseburger from McDonald's cost? You know, I bet you it's make. pretty similar. Yeah. It, it breaks down to a very similar thing because, I mean, you got to remember staff and wages. I mean, especially when we were talking about the minimum wage like in California, which I think is passed at $200 an hour. Yeah, $200 an hour. Let me see. Minimum wage. And I think they have differences, or, right? Yeah, I think you, you'll have to look up like fast food workers wage, minimum wage in California because I yeah, think yeah, it differs. Yeah, that's what I'm looking up. Yep, yeah, $22 an hour in 2023 and up to three point. Five percent annually after that. That is from USA Today. Um, Three point five percent annually for how long? Is there? Is it just in perpetuity? The, so uh, every year they're going to get a raise for working at McDonald's. Screw off. Yeah. Um. Question. My question. This is not saying it was up, passed. I'm sorry, uh, okay. but it it did detail, in fact, what they were doing. Um. So my question is, if you are a franchisee. Right. That's how that stuff works. Right. Like, let's just say, hey, I have a great location where I think a Starbucks would do well. So I reach out to Starbucks corporate and say, hey, I want to open a Starbucks. Is the franchise fee like what you pay in order to get the cups from Starbucks and have the name Starbucks on your thing? Is that like a one time thing? Like where you say, oh, it's going to cost you a hundred thousand dollars to do this. Or is it like a. Hey, if you want to have this season's hottest drink and us to send you the supplies and stuff for it, you have to pay us like annually or seasonally. Okay. I got the back half of that conversation, but the very first part of that question I missed. Can you repeat it? I'm talking about franchise fees. Is it like a one-time thing or is it like a- To buy into a franchise? Yeah. Like if you they, want to um, do a there's Starbucks. A, there's an upfront cost to franchises and then royalties after that. So if the okay. profit might be $200,000 in a year, the um, the franchisee might get to keep, I don't know what a reasonable amount is, but they keep some percent and the other, some other percent goes back to the, uh, the company. Wow. So I don't know I if are Starbucks franchisees, I don't think, I didn't think Starbucks were franchised. Like Chick Fil A is actually Chick Fil A is actually one of the lowest cost um, one of the lowest cost franchises to buy into. It's super low, but they have these really really strict requirements that you as a person have to have, and then um, I think more of that goes back to the to the uh, corporation. So okay, so it says. Uh, Starbucks does not operate using a traditional franchise model, but they do give rights to their trademarks to licensed stores. Gotcha. Opening a licensed Starbucks store ranges in cost from two hundred twenty-eight thousand to two point eight million. Jesus. Uh, no Starbucks franchise fee is required anymore after the company transitioned from the traditional franchise to corporate-owned. However, a licensing fee for Starbucks licensed stores averages around $315,000 plus additional net worth requirements. Right. Okay. Owners um, typically profit between $50,000 and $200,000 annually. That does yikes. not seem like a lot of money for managing 
something like that. Well, if you could make, you know, get two or three of them going, you're probably doing pretty well. Um, yeah. Seems like more uh, of a headache. As far as that worth. fast food bill, it was signed into law and it was supposed to take effect in January of this year, 2023. However, um, is this in California or nationwide? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the fast food uh, law, uh, minimum wage. Uh, it says, and this is from USA Today as well, but a million people signed a petition to block it and force it to go to a ballot vote in 2024. So the, is this, okay, sorry. So again, is this national or is this just California? It's just in California. Okay. Well, but I, I imagine everything that happens in California fucking yeah. happens around the yeah. world. So, so we'll anyway, see. so that was the thing. But back to our tip conversation where you say like, uh, part of part of what I was saying was I just don't go out that much because I don't want to tip all the time and this and that. And, you know, you got to consider that part of the expense. Um, if fast food goes to $22 a, an hour, we, the consumer, is going to be paying for that. Like yeah, they're not going to let their bottom line drop. So they're going to increase the prices and fucking there goes fast food out the door. Um, yeah, but, I originally, I, I imagine... And see, and this is the thing, though, because then this equates to like it, it has bigger ramifications, right? Yeah, it's and not people just, don't realize that. Not so. There's a couple. One, there's probably less people are going to be buying fast food, right? Yeah. So just by numbers, the number of employees are going to go down. Yeah, that's exactly what I was. Also to. by numbers, this gives companies, i.e., Taco Bell, more of an incentive to buy machines that can do the job. Yep. Because over time, that two million dollar machine will cost less. Yep. So you don't, yeah, you, I, I don't know how it is down, down there in uh, rural Nevada, but up here for the most part, every fast food restaurant up here has the touchscreens, the ordering. And like, if like, I guess if you really need somebody at the counter, you can go up there and like ring a bell. But yeah. for the most part, like everything like is McDonald's, done I know they have that. So when you, have you been at McDonald's lately? Um, no, not inside. I think okay. like a, a week or so ago, we went through the drive-thru, but no, I haven't been inside of McDonald's in a long time. I'm just curious because I don't know if they ask for tips there or not, but it's like, well, now really, what the fuck? I know every everywhere, though, asks for tips. Like, I don't oh. know. Okay. Like, it's, uh, Starbucks is the one that I see the most, it, yeah. you know, where it's just like, oh, I, and the thing, too, is they do it like, it's almost like a, sometimes I feel like it's a trick you thing. Mm -hmm. Where they like hand you the thing and you go to press a button and you realize, oh, you're already in the tip screen. Right. You know, like it's so I don't know. But um, I, I wonder how long it is before that starts happening where it's like, oh, yeah, uh, McDonald's, there's a tip button, you know. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous if I was standing in there. Or talk um, about okay. Let's talk about something a little scary that's happened over in France. It they're actually fighting in a war instead of running away. Besides that, um, let's see here. Uh, French lawmakers passed a measure allowing police to remotely activate the camera, microphone, and GPS of suspects' phones and other devices. That now, is that thing. Sus. When they say suspects, it's like, oh, great. That doesn't sound bad, right? Mm -hmm. but you got to remember the steep slope on certain things. Yep. Um, this gives them phones, laptops, other connected devices um, of people suspected of terrorism, organized crime, and delinquency. Delinquency. Okay. So if I haven't that, paid that my car one. bill, 
So yeah. that's so always with these now in France, it's a completely different government structure, right? They don't have like the same freedoms that we have by any means. Um, but I always look at things and think who's interpreting the law, right? You got to remember that. And when people interpret the law to benefit themselves, i.e. we'll just use the government for a second. If the government says, hey, um, you know, there's a lot going on here. But you know what I'd also like to know is how much money this person is making that's not being reported, either through Venmo or through uh, whatever cash app you want to use, PayPal, whatever it's going to be. Um, that's like always scary to me. And that's just, that's, just a, that's just a basic example. But I mean, they could essentially just say, hey, well, just turn everyone's GPS on. And, and, and now GPS, they'll use their little AI software, which from my understanding, AI is far beyond anything the public knows about at this point already. Um, yeah. They could say, okay, show me places of people that have a listed home address, but places they go to uh, frequently. Other than that, that's another home address, right? Like if they're trying to just track people down and what they're doing. I mean, in that example, I'm thinking other drug users. Uh, yep. or the drug dealer, so to speak. Um, I don't know, man. Like when they start doing this, it seems like it's for a good cause, but it also opens the door to a whole shit storm of stuff that you don't want the government doing. What What's crazy to me is, you know, we were worried. I think this is a thing that's kind of been talked about for years now, this like idea of Skynet, right? Mm -hmm. And like, oh, they're going to install cameras and they're going to install these listening devices and stuff. Little did we know we were already subscribing to Skynet for them. The, cause everybody has a cell phone now. Right. So I, I, I kind of questioned how long it was going to be before, you know, and I don't know, you know, over here, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't France the place that's like rioting right now? Yeah. You wouldn't know it someone, if you looked at the news. Yeah, somebody like someone died by police custody, and so they're like in super massive, large. I guess again, we have to be very careful with how we talk about this stuff because somebody died in police custody, yet it is devolving into just large scale looting and other right. things, very indicative of Portland. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is. We have been seeing this um, for a while now in the U.S. with like, what was the guy? I think it was, sorry, I don't want to misspeak, but I believe her name was Gabby Petito. Mm -hmm. And like the the guy who murdered her and they were trying to get his cell phone unlocked with the location and stuff. And oh, there was right. A yeah. Lot of and like, Apple said, no, we're not doing yeah, that. Yeah. And Apple said, we're, like, that's people's personal information. And then it was kind of painted as like, well, you all don't care about this person. Right. Like you hope that she dies. And if she dies, her blood is on your hands. Right. And it's like, so we're already seeing them like strong arm, you know, these companies who are trying to preserve this stuff. So the point I'm trying to make is I don't imagine it's too long until we start seeing like, well, yeah, you have a phone through Verizon. We have a cooperative agreement that if we think that you're going to commit a crime and that's the key word there, man, is like what you said these open-ended terms that they use, like delinquency. Right. What does that mean? If I have a library fine that you could potentially turn on my phone camera and microphone and say, well, we're doing it because you're late on a library book. You're right. a delinquent. 
You know, I know. So it's, well, it's I mean, it's here. just it's, it's exactly what's going on in the U.S. now with uh, quote unquote misinformation, right? Or while COVID was going on and disinformation, misinformation. I mean, look at Zuckerberg, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, which obviously has gone to federal courts over, and they got fucking roasted to anyone that was paying attention. Yeah. Uh, of course, you wouldn't see that covered in the mainstream media, but um, they basically get to decide what's mis and disinformation and what's a hazard to people's health. It's like, yeah. well, you already have U.S. officials making statements hey, this is what we're recommending. This is what we're doing. and then, But then you have other people that are and are not doctors saying things like, um, that hasn't been tested nearly long enough to know if there's actually any potential negative outcome that's greater than the good it's going to cause. And yep. they, oh, that's misinformation, right? Yep. So I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's a slippery slope. And I mean, that's just an example of private companies, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. Um. But it, I mean, if that's the government doing that, which um, on one hand it practically was, the government mandated everyone working in certain industries get shots. And there's uh, government agencies like New York City that said, hey, you can't go to public events if you don't have your fucking vaccine passport, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's a problem. see how that turned out. Well, yeah. What happened to COVID? It just yeah. gone? One year later and... COVID's not even in the news. Yeah, I don't. Hey, wait I don't a minute. Know. The people are getting the flu again now. I I thought the flu was gone and it was right. just COVID. Yeah. Um. But aside from those conspiracy theories, um, which I, have been, many have been proven to be actual, factual, and even the U.S. government has come out with them. Oh yeah, saying, you mean yeah. where's Doctor Fauci now? Uh, yeah. but on a different anyway. note. Um. It's very like, because for instance, how many cases have we now seen where people are wrongfully accused or they're suing later on because they were wrongfully incarcerated? How long is it before we're, we're like, oh, well, we turn your phone and your camera on because we thought you were a suspe suspect in this crime and then we heard you do something. And yeah, we're sorry that we turned it on for the wrong reason, but we're going to pursue charges against you for the shit we did here. Right. You know yeah. What I mean? I, yeah. And I, I would hope that they still, I don't know how it works in France, but here I would certainly hope that they have an extensive amount of probable cause before they can get a, uh, a warrant to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. I, I, I a hundred percent, I a hundred percent believe, and I'm using the biggest fucking air quotes in the entire world. <laughs> I'm sure they will roll it out when it's been vetted and properly utilized and there will be no malicious use of it at all. Never. Um, you know, I don't know, man, it's a slippery slope that we're on and we, we keep doing this and it's always God, man. It's just always used in the name of the greater good. You know, like, well, do you want murderers living on your street? We could catch them. If you just allow us to listen to your cell phones, you know, right. um, I mean, and one of the things that you were saying that, and I'm sorry, I don't really want to digress, but that's kind of the point of this podcast. Um, we're even seeing this on larger scales now, too, as these technologies emerge. You know, for example, I know we talked about it a lot, but to bring back, to bring up AI, go to chat GPT and type in, write me an insult and see what happens. Right. I'll tell you what happens. It literally comes back and says, that is not a nice thing to do. So I will not do that. Wow. Who the fuck, like, who the fuck said, 
some company said, oh, we don't want AI to be able to do insults. So we're going to block that. So you're making a decision on how I can use a technology already, you know? Damn, dude, I got to say, I have actually loaded the deck with government-related shit uh, unintentionally this week. All right. So I'm going to take it off track for one moment to get away from the government, and then we'll probably end up talking about it again. Okay. Anyway, you brought up uh, AI, and one of the huge things that broke, I don't know if you caught wind of this, but there's a... um, uh, a music, they call it a music pioneer called Mubert, M-U-B-E-R-T. And it has successfully generated 100 million AI music tracks. So it has the same amount of songs in it that Spotify now has. I have and no I'm idea good. how good these these tracks are, but I'm pretty sure you can, um, if I read it right, I think you can subscribe to it now. You can also have it generate your own track uh, for your video content podcast and or apps. Create a track that fits your content's mood, duration, and tempo instantly and perfectly. All right. We'll look forward uh, to our... Uh, free. Look forward to our, uh, our fucking... Speaking what do we call it? Our podcast song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the song that never ends. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, just have to interject this little tidbit here. R.I.P. to Mr. Tony Bennett. Oh. He finally bit the old bullet, took the forever dirt nap, however what you would like to say, uh, at the ripe old age of just looking it up so that I don't misspeak, but I'm pretty sure he was 98. Uh, But I will double check on that. Tony Bennett, most notably noted, Lately, most known for his constant duets with a Mrs. Lady Gaga. Um, I read somewhere that this dude had 70 albums that he put out over his career. That's like an album a year. Jesus. Um, sorry, I'm trying to still make sure he... Yeah, yeah he that's fine. Died, he died at the age of 96. So okay. a ripe old age. Goodbye, Tony Bennett. He's up there in the sky with the wolf. What, the but wolf anyway, pack. it's just astonishing that there's already a, a music, um, whatever. What do you want to call it? A music AI streamer? Generator. Yeah. That has 100 million tracks all generated from uh, AI. Check it out. I'm going to go check it out after we're done here, actually. And yeah, see, I'm going to spend some um, time. I'm wondering, like, if you... So I wonder, I wonder how in line it is with, like, chat GPT or those other prompt driven image generators. Could you say like, Hey, I want you to produce me a song in the style of so-and-so that just talks about this. Yeah. I I bet you, you could speaking of chat GPT, get me started on that shit. Uh, as you know, I asked you, yeah, I asked you yesterday or day before I was like, what the fuck's up? I don't even have live streaming, uh, live access to internet through chat GPT. Did you ever find out? Um, so they took down the Bing capabilities did yep. you see anything as to why or when they expect there to be a new um, outlet? So uh, chat GPT actually uh, is going to, it It more than likely is probably not going to come back. And if I have to say anything um, along the lines, uh, 
I believe that is the beginning of the end for ChatGPT. Yeah, what I think it, it's time to move on to another uh, generator. The what the problem? What what's the deal? The problem is that now these lawsuits are coming out of the woodworks, essentially saying like you cannot use. They're challenging the ability for these language models to use certain sources. Oh, and okay. so ChatGPT originally, who would have known? The internet, uh, so I don't know the real, the correct way to phrase this, but there is a lot of lawsuits now that are happening against ChatGPT for copyright infringement. Okay. And it's saying that it's, it, it's essentially suing ChatGPT for reading and memorizing copyrighted material and then using that in its database gotcha so so like the the big point of this so this is just i i keep mentioning this but this was like the start of this whole train um where sarah silverman sued them because they're what you were able to go on chat GPT. Once it had the access to the internet plugins, you could go to chat GPT and say, Hey, um, I want you to give me a synopsis of this book. Right. And mm -hmm. so what she's saying, it's, is that somehow you were able to go to chat GPT and say, Hey, summarize Sarah Silverman's 2010 book that she wrote, which nobody really gives a shit about. Yeah. Who? Um, yeah, it's called. Just so you know, this book is called "quote unquote" the Bedwetter. So okay. whatever. Um, She's a comedian, says, by the way. Yeah, and it's a, a, a. I would use that term very loosely. She's a, a much. She's a very much a like a fart joker, a la Adam Sandler. Um, huh. But so what she is claiming is that Chat GPT would not have been able to just go to like a website where her book was posted instead it would have gotten a lot of that information from these things like they're calling them shadow libraries but it's essentially where people post like pdfs and stuff of books right so mm. illegal download them and then post them online gotcha. and so that gpt then goes to these locations and that's what it's referencing when it's like providing a synopsis of that book well it's weird because so, being uh microsoft's being it still has access to live internet so I wonder. We'll see for how much longer. I, well, I, I mean, think three days ago, uh, let's see from CNBC. Now let's you search using images so you can upload an image and ask it what it was about. And it'll go find articles containing that image and tell you. Yeah. But also too, uh, and I know that we're kind of off here on the AI thing, uh, but there was an article that recently came out where Microsoft is look is partnering now with meta okay um but this is good though. I mean, yeah this is oftentimes what happens to the leaders in uh and a brand new breaking industry is like you know sometimes it's better to be uh the second 
pioneer in place because they're learning of the mistakes from the first yeah. in real time. Um, so that's interesting. So I wonder if it's just kind of like limited uh, LLM models where um, large language models, by the way, where it'll only allow it to access certain things, which would make the most sense anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, but the problem with that, the problem with that, and what we talk about is, and what they, a lot of these are articles reference is there's a certain age that thing that people hit. Um, and I'm just going to do this real fast here, uh, where copyright essentially expires at a certain point and becomes yeah, that's, fair that's use. the life of the creator plus 70 years. Yeah. So this Thanks is opening Disney, the door. By the way. It, yeah, it, but it's opening up the door for a lot of these questions on when can something become part of an LLM, like a large language model, yeah. and or do they literally have to pay every single person who's creative, whatever they utilize, yeah, right? Like Silverberg's. Yeah. Go ahead. So uh, essentially, what it's saying is like if you and I created, if you and I created a website. And we said, hey, we're going to create a website all about the different type of tacos. And mm -hmm. then you could go to an, an LLM that had a plug into the internet and you asked it, like, what are the favorite tacos? If it didn't cite us, right? If it didn't say, like, according to twodumbhunkstacos.com, essentially we could sue them, right? Um, I don't know. So back to what we were talking about with this um i think the answer to the question you kind of posed was is basically what copyright law says and defining what copyright actually is because if you look at like the band like we mentioned last time when we were talking about stephen king if we told ai write a book like stephen king essentially it wouldn't be considered copyright because they're not using any of his material they're just using his writing format right and if you look at Greta Van Fleet, they're obviously not getting any kind of copyright infringements by their music, although anyone that would listen to the two, uh, Led Zeppelin and their band side by side, they would think it's the same band. And they do get a lot of shit. Like, they do get a lot of shit, right? But Greta Van Fleet, all you have to do is type them in and type in Led Zeppelin, and you'll see article after article about, like, oh, they're not original, they're just copying Led Zeppelin. But the band has literally come out and said our biggest influence was Led Zeppelin. And right. we like Led Zeppelin. So, right. so it's like, at what point are you like comparing apples to oranges? You know, like we right. like to do something like them versus we're literally taking their words and just reusing them. Right. So I guess the big question is if they can do that, but they're humans, is AI as a software going to be looked at as something different as far as copyright is concerned because of what it's capable of? It, it makes me wonder, like, for instance, so I know we were just talking about it, but the music. Like, so if we went on to this, uh, if we went on to that website, and sorry, I'll, I'll restate it. I just had it pulled up here. It was Mubert. But if we go onto that Mubert software and we say, like, hey, write me a song uh, in the style of Elton John. Mm -hmm. And it even includes the words in there like Crocodile Rock or Rocket Man. Is that then copyright infringement? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know if 
copyright is looked at as like the song as a whole with the chords plus the lyrics or what? So um, if that's the case, then the world's art. See, and this is where I are. This is where I start to get on the verge. <laughs> this is where it starts to get on the verge of pissing me off. Like stuff already. Like there is no real original anything anymore. If you look at a lot of movies, they're just recreating or retelling stories that were already told. Like, you know, take for instance, what's that one movie with uh, Lady Gaga and um, yeah, what's Star is Born. Yeah, Star is Born. That movie was made like six fucking times. Right. You know, and people, well, are like, I mean, oh, they might have licensed the, the rights to the story. Yeah, right? but so that's that the might point. Not- that the point I'm trying to make is like, and then when you look at music, I, I saw an article somewhere where it was essentially saying like almost every song post the Beatles utilizes very similar chords to one Beatles song or another. Like right. you can essentially take every modern song and find the chord alignments, very similar chord alignments in a Beatles song. There's only so many chord alignments. That can right. be done, right, in a song. Yeah, but right? we don't got to worry about any of that shit. The only thing, the only question I pose is: Is it going to be looked at differently if Greta Van Fleet can recreate Led Zeppelin songs with the same exact sound? However, the chords are different, the songs are different, but it has the same sound, right? Mm-hmm. You would know the difference if you're listening to them side by side. You'd be like, "Oh, it's the same band, even though it's not." So, is AI going to be considered? sentient as a human being or they're going to be like no it's too powerful because you can generate seven hundred thousand of those same songs in one snapshot i don't know that's the, that's I, the question that we'll we'll see um so but just to just to finalize this talk here you know the way yes. that they're getting around it and so the the company that i was talking about with meta it's called llama uh-huh. that is uh meta's um ai system uh they're the way they're getting around it is they're open sourcing it so that nothing's hidden. You know, that's the problem with chat GPT is a lot of that stuff is kind of black boxy, right? Like, yeah, like trade you pay for it. Yeah, you pay for it and then you go in there and it just works. So I think the way that they're getting around it and what I think we'll see moving forward is a lot of these companies with AIs, they're going to put it out there open source and be like, hey, we'll show you how we're doing it. Like, good luck copying it. It's going to cost you a lot of money to be able to copy it. But if you want to find out how we're doing it, like here it is, it's open transparency. And I think that goes to your point. That's the problem with the uh, the initial versions of these things. Like realistically, who the hell knows how mid-journey works? Right. You know, who knows how any of these things, like these image generators work? You just pay well, that's for a good. That's a great example because you can tell mid-journey to create a... Uh, um, uh, a piece of a piece of art or an image based on the, the in the same style of painting as uh, I don't pick someone Picasso, yeah, and it uses Picasso's. We'll say it draws um, influence. Thank you. It draws influence from Picasso. Um, so and there's not doesn't seem to be any kind of copyright infringement so far. So it's kind of like well that's a side by side comparison, and there doesn't seem to be any issues there. Uh, I will tell you that Apple announced that they're entering the ring in the AI, so they ho- they hope to have their model out um, in 2024. Yeah, and then also I sat in on a Twitter Spaces conversation mm-hmm. um, with Elon, yeah, uh, friend of the show Elon Musk, um, <laughs> and he uh, XAI, 
is the AI the realm that they are entering. So we well, will I hope, see- I hope Apple drops their AI into that like music family plan that I was talking about that I already have. <laughs> like, you know, because yeah. a lot of these companies, huge companies will just add something into, into a subscription that's already there just to add yeah. more value to it. So, you know, it makes it even more attractive. Um, okay. How long until Amazon has their own AI model? Uh, yeah, Amazon AI. Where it's like, hey, you know what we'll do? We will, if you subscribe to Prime, we will just send you stuff that we, our AI tells us you're going to like. Yeah. And we'll charge you Basically. for it. But it's a service we offer. All right. Um, Thank us later. A couple other things I wanted to bring up this week. Um, so, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, Biden administration approved sending cluster munitions to Ukraine. Good. And also, I don't know if you saw, uh, National Guard was in fact mobilized. Um, and I yeah, will... but why? I didn't understand why they did that, as opposed to just sending their regular military people over there. Uh, so, for those listeners who want to uh, follow up on this, this is actually the mission. I'm trying to find the mission name. It's like something like. Mission European Support 2023 or something. Yeah. Um, and it is, they say that it is essentially the beginning of stationing troops for what they see as an inevitability. Right. Uh, the U.S. getting involved with um, with this, this mission over in Europe. Yeah. Um, and- okay. But back to what I was saying. So the cluster munitions, Biden approved, mm-hmm. this is, this is strange because the Biden administration approved it. It was more of like Democrats didn't want it approved. Republicans were like, yeah, you should send it. You know, it was kind of <laughs> split um, that way, but Biden went ahead and sent them. But my point to this was that if you looked at the news while this was going on, I'm going to read you a couple of news headlines. Uh, MSNBC, war in Ukraine is already horrific. The U.S. is set to make it worse. Cluster bombs are illegal under international law, pose a long-term uh, threat to civilians, and may be the next American weapon to uh, delivered to Kyiv. Another one from the New York Times. Many countries ban cluster Kiev, munitions. So you know, it's Kiev. Thank you. I think after a year of the war going on, you would Kiev. know. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll go fuck myself. Okay. Um New York Times, uh, many countries ban cluster munitions. The U.S. is sending them to Ukraine anyway. If you read those, you would think we were breaking some fucking law. The yep. reality is both the countries involved in this conflict are already using them. They've been using them. They've fucking roasted their own stockpiles of these things. Um, they've been shown to be incredibly effective uh, holding Russians off. Uh, on the humanitarian side, the problem with them is about 1% of... So cluster munitions, what happens is... They fire like this ballistic missile, right, over Mm -hmm. the area they want to, and it shoots off. It breaks off into, you know, I don't know, we'll call it 100 little smaller bombs, and then those hit the ground and explode. The problem is about 1% of those bombs don't actually go off, so they sit there, and down the road, decades from now, people are likely to be killed every once in a while from a undetonated cluster munition that's sitting on the ground. That's the problem. But my point was, is if you look at the fucking headlines, they'll have you believe we're doing something illegal when in fact what we're doing is not illegal at all and these things already exist in the war. Yeah. Um, one thing I do have to bring up yeah. is, uh, you know who's not 
sending any. Um, France. You know who is not sending any military aid to Ukraine or Russia? Uh, China. Right. Well, that's good. So, we don't want China involved in anything. Well, no, but all I'm, all I'm saying is so as we continue to deplete our stockhold, right. supporting these missions over there in these countries, uh, one country is just continuing to amass theirs. Right, right. Uh, so, well, let's hope that our uh, budget for the military has not taken too big of a hit. Well, uh, I'm. I, you know what I'm really, really glad about is that we can actually get a budget. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, we yeah, just you know what's fucked about this whole situation is that um, our budget, just the, and I think I've said this before, but just the interest rate on our deficit alone isn't even paid for by the annual collections from the IRS from the American people. So yep. we have already started this spiral of issues that's never going to be resolved. So it's either going to have to, we're either going to have to wipe out the U.S. dollar and start over, which, uh, or I don't know what the other alternate uh, option is. I mean, realistically, is. I mean, realistically, let's let's be honest. And, and there's a lot of books out there. There's one of them. One of them that immediately comes to mind is this kind, this book by Jared Diamond called Collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, there, yeah. there's only one real way this goes. Right. Like we're on ticking time. Yeah. You know, uh, like we can't this like you just alluded to. This is unsustainable. Right. Like, well, it's just not, by a long shot. I mean, the, the interest alone is like three, four trillion dollars a year. And we're only taking in two to three trillion dollars a year. Like the amount of interest is g- much greater than what we actually um, rape the American people of. And that's not, that's just the interest. That's not even obligating <laughs> that's what I'm saying. new that's not even getting. So, I mean, there's no way out of it. So at this point, what do you do as America? Do you just say, hey, um, you know what? We're fucked. So while our dollar's still good, I'm going to triple our asset collection and warfare uh, yep. military assets because this ain't going to go well. Do. That's all you do. You continue to increase the amount of spending you can do. And this is the problem. And this is kind of where we're getting to. And, and in a realistic sense, this is kind of a summary or a summation, if you will, of current world politics. Countries that used to lend us money are becoming aware of this situation that we are not ever going to be able to pay them back. Right. And so what happens is when America rolls over and goes, uh, knock, 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 excuse me, Xi Jinping, uh, we need another billion dollars. He says, yeah, you haven't even paid me back half of what you owe me on the last billion. Um, so no, you get no more money. Right. And in then fact, instead, in fact, we're coming to collect on our debts. Yeah. And in fact, we want all that money back and we don't care what you have to do to your people. We want our money back. Right. And then, so it's, it, it is what it is. It's a, it literally the best analogy that I can put in the, put into, uh, that I can put this into to try to explain it is we're all aboard the Titanic and we all have buckets and we're trying our hardest to save the ship, but the ship is still sinking. Yeah. It's just a question of when does the ship go fully underwater? Um, yeah. So I don't know what the solution is there. Me personally, I have been investing in gold, silver, and Bitcoin. Uh, well, you know what? Bitcoin is the way, Bitcoin is the way to go that. I, and I say that again with air quotes. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, let's not say, I'll say cryptocurrency, not just Bitcoin, Okay. but, um, 
So, yeah, because we saw how Bitcoin did in the COVID world. Yeah, but then you, the you know, then you see they're getting closer and closer to this BRICS nation thing, where they're going to basically create their own monetary system backed by gold. Yeah. Um, which we can only uh, hope the U.S. system is backed by nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, it um, was at one point, right? Yeah, it was I think in the seventies. We got off. Yeah. we got off gold. Um, anyway, uh, one thing you did mention, you said Taco website, which reminded me uh, back on I think on episode two or something, we talked about Taco John's Taco Tuesday, uh-huh. and Taco Bell was trying to use Taco Tuesday, and there was uh, some copyright infringement trademark. Uh, I don't. I think it was copyright. Um, that suit has been dropped and Taco John's has just recently decided it does not reserve the right to use that uh, solely. It probably realized that it had absolutely no money to fight said, yeah. fight said uh, lawsuit and that they were headed for a big fat L. Well, Taco John's lawsuit. Taco Tuesday should have told Taco Bell, look, just give us a cool 10 mil. We'll yeah. give you the rights. Yeah, and then we'll like that's enough money for us to pull out of the fast food biz. We'll pay off our shareholders. We're done. Thanks, thanks for your business. Take Taco yeah. Tuesday. See I'm you pretty later. sure it's a privately owned company. So, um, I and I guess from the only there's only one place left, which I think is in New Jersey. There's a taco shop that uses that slogan. So regionally, they're the only ones supposedly that's able to use that slogan. Well, good luck. Good luck defending that in the court of law. Yeah, the taco giants of today are coming for you. Um, have you been watching the weather? Uh, I have. We are, uh, boy, oh boy, the entire world is on fucking fire, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah, just slightly. Um, in the U.S. and all the weather things, the U.S. just has a big red circle over it. How would you like to be in fucking Arizona right now, where the low of the day is ninety-seven degrees? That is. Uh, I saw an article that said like most Arizona houses right now are in and of themselves air fryers are they really like that they could be used internally as air fryers for how hot it gets during the day there jesus um, christ yeah look at this uh let's see who's this from i don't know excessive heat warning central arizona three hours ago the national weather service 113 degrees currently um yeah. and the lows for the day are 93 91 91 91 92 91 uh previously earlier last week it was the high for the day it was a new record with <laughs> the low for the day excuse me was 97 degrees you want to know you want to know the business to get into right now the air conditioning business Buy some yeah, stock HVAC, in that baby. Shit. i'm sure HVAC. that is fuck that is flying uh, I, know. I did see like that i don't know where in the world it was but i think we set a new record for the hottest ever recorded temperature Go. What is it? I don't know. I'm, I'll Google it and oh, see you're what useless. it was. Why would um, you bring that up and not have the information? It, it was like, uh, and then of course it followed with, this is evidence of global, global warming. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. The hottest temperature ever recorded on Earth. Uh, it says Spain or whatever. Um, 2023 be the hottest work. Uh, so published July 11th, there is a high chance above 80% at this point that 2023 will be recorded as the warmest year in history on record. Wow. So uh, they'll finalize those annual temperatures in January. Uh, the hottest place in the world in 2023, China. Oh, okay. China. Oh, wait. In recent days, China set an all-time... High of nearly 126 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy oh, wow. Shit. Death Valley hit 
128 degrees, two degrees shy of the highest reliably measured temperature on Earth. Yeah, so Death Valley actually holds the record uh, in July of 1913. It hit 134 degrees. Yeah. And, and this Phoenix- is uh, back to your comment about global warning, uh, global warming, excuse me. Um, a lot of scientists, level-headed scientists that aren't just shouting from the rooftops about how every 10 years, it's our last 10 years because that's been happening for the past 60 years at least. Um, they'll say, well, this is you need to average everything. It's all about averages. You can't just go, oh, look at this. Because, I mean, here you go. In 1913, someone was probably like, global warming, global yeah. warming, uh, 134 degrees uh, in Death Valley. Right? Uh, I would just like to follow that up, though, just by saying that Phoenix set a world record by experiencing 19 consecutive days at above 110 degrees. Jesus Christ, dude. So, I don't know. How could you handle that? I'd be moving to Canada, eh? <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know. Up here, it's hot as, it's hot as shit up here. You know, and we're like, they. I mean, uh, hot up here, our lows are getting to like 89. Yeah. Um, In the Pacific Northwest. And... Every the lows are 89? Yeah. And what every the fuck no- are you guys doing over there? And every news report that I'm seeing is um, essentially saying like there's no end in sight for the heat wave. Jesus. Uh, um, well, I mean, that is to be followed by, I don't, well, I, how was your winter? Uh, it was terrible. Like we, yeah. I, I mean, we, you don't get snow up here. I think like snow comes and sticks. Uh, but let me see. Uh, I just, I, I was hearing something and I don't want to misspeak. Yeah, I feel um, good because our lows where I'm at in uh, Reno, Nevada, our lows are like 59 and 60 degrees. Yeah, but that's a desert. Um, yeah, it's a high you know, desert. A, the, yeah, the nights are freezing and, um, so I don't know. I don't see, uh. Okay, we're moving I, on. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to continue to talk. Your about search it. engine is apparently broken. Did you see the um, the news about the who uh, the who um, World Health Organization announcing that they're thinking aspartame is a carcinogen? Yeah, and they're going to market a whole bunch of stuff as such. Um, like I think we talked about this briefly, how they're going to put warning labels now on everything diet, saying it's essentially cancer causing. We haven't talked about this briefly, but um, what's interesting is the FDA is like, ah, we're still not so sure. And now yeah. my my intuition always goes goes to where's the money? Was yep. who's the FDA being paid by? Is Coke part of this? I don't know. But even the who themselves use the word possibly when describing it as a carcinogen, and it's kind of like, um what do you mean possibly either you have evidence or you don't. And even by their own standards, a 150 pound person would have to drink nine to 14 cans of diet sodas a day for it to become a health hazard. I have to tell you though, I'm not even going to bullshit you. I have seen people who do drink excessive amounts of diet Coke, uh, you know, like under the assumption of like, well, it's diet. So I can have like, I, I would I would not venture to say it's out of the realm of possibility. I've seen people who drink nine to ten a day. Well, I mean, those people have a severe, significant problem. That's like, I mean, a normal average person. I, I mean, I, I guess I don't know what normal and average is anymore. But I mean, if you have one or two a day, all it takes all it takes is one fucking bad apple to spoil the pot. I, um, I take take for instance. I don't know if you heard about this story, but the little girl 
whose mom dropped a chicken nugget on her leg. She just won $800,000 in that lawsuit against McDonald's for giving her a hot chicken nugget. So now I can't imagine the ramifications that will have in fast food where they'll say, we can only, we have to make sure that when we give you your fast food, that it is actually now cold. We can no longer serve you hot food. Yeah. Now they're going to be called Krispy Kreme nuggets. <laughs> I was like, okay. wait, where have I heard that before? Oh yeah. Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> I was thinking like ice crispy cold. Yeah. Oh, it's chilled, ice cold. Chilled yeah, chicken nuggets. Cold nuggets. Yeah. Mick cold nuggets. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. That's that's the thing is it's like you have these people who do it to excess, right? These people who are like, yeah, I'm going to drink coffee, but you know what? I'm not going to use real sweetener. I'm going to use artificial sweetener. And instead of one thing of sugar, I'm going to use 40 fucking packets of artificial sweetener. And wait a minute, I got cancer. Like it must be this one thing that caused me to get cancer. And they don't talk about the fact that it's like, yeah, we're talking about worst case scenario where people are chugging 12 diet cokes and then they got cancer because we're talking about pretty much snorting a mountain of aspartame a day yeah i mean if you're at that point anyway you you there's there's a lot more to worry about than fucking what you're drinking in your diet soda i think yeah yeah it's like you know it's the same thing with people with these energy drinks where it's like oh yeah like yeah these energy drinks will kill you or cause you to have a heart attack well not if you drink one but yeah. if you're like these people who drink like eight monsters a day and then their heart explodes, like, yeah, but there's a difference between an energy drink causing you to have a heart attack and somebody who's literally living off of energy drinks having a heart attack. You know, right, but yeah, we I don't think the allotted, those. like the allotted uh, recommended daily dose of caffeine is like 400 milligrams at max. And if you're drinking four of those things, it's got to be like six to 800 milligrams. Yeah, but it goes to the point that you made with the headlines. You yeah. see a headline, energy drinks cause heart attacks. They don't stipulate if you drink 10 fucking monsters a day, you will probably have a heart attack. Well, they will. They will in the actual article. Like they yeah. might beat around the bush and get there eventually if you're lucky. But um, yeah. The How many people actually go into the article though versus, oh, look at this headline I read and then send the headline title to the next person. And then all of a sudden they don't, the article is gone. It's just yeah, and I did read the uh, articles, by the way, of the the title of the articles I gave you earlier regarding uh, what the New York Times and MSNBC, and yeah, it was basically like demonizing the headline, but then give it a nice soft article, like, oh, yeah. here's what's actually happening now that we have your uh, attention. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that. But that's the way. I mean, that that's media in general these days. You know, got to draw them in. What's the title? What's the word? Uh, clickbait. You know, got to have give people a reason to click and open something. And then yeah. you open it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's not really that bad. For instance, one of the ones that just got me the other day and I was super fucking pissed off was uh, I, and I let me see if I can find it. Um, oh, God, just, here we go. Hold your headline, hats, everyone. For the 17th time today, Sean's going to look up the article he wants to reference. This right here. So it was this was the exact title of the headline. Six, and this was from two days ago. 60 Minutes drops a bomb about Titanic submersible tragedy in devastating interview, right? Yeah. So I'm like, holy shit, what happened? And then you go into the article and it says, quote, I, uh, that there was, it was an alarming endeavor because they did not adhere to the safety protocols put in place in other 
ventures like this. So Which we already knew. That's nothing we new. We talked about for weeks and weeks, but now they just had somebody interview say it, and that's the bomb yeah. that it's was all dropped in bullshit, the interview. Man. It's like, it's nothing new. I was expecting to go in there and be like, they have a recording of the people like screaming right before it exploded. You know, something like that. Like some yeah. bomb. But nope, it's just, oh Pun yeah, they intended. were warned. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, they were warned. Okay. Uh, I got one more thing, but I think we're going to cut it. We're at an hour. Let's just wrap it up. We got a little bit of a, like, very rambunctious this episode. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, <laughs> you come out the other side, I'll still like, <laughs> I'll call him again. Uh, like, thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks yeah. for tuning in. Yeah, hey, thanks for tuning in. Guys, remember, Two Dumb Hunks now. Our handle on Twitter is still at give us a scoop. Our email address is still at give us a scoop at gmail.com. Um, hit us up, send us articles, things you want to hear about, things you want to talk about. Um, and as two dumb hunks, we will ask the stupid questions so you don't have to. We'll see you next week.